everyone. Welcome back to Mad Yet Mighty. I'm your host, Megan Cipollone, and here we are. It's February, and actually, more, more so, happy Valentine's Day. I know if you're listening to this, it's coming out on Wednesday, so it'll be right before Valentine's Day, but you know what? Nonetheless, happy Valentine's Day. This is my Valentine's Day episode that has nothing to do with Valentine's Day, actually. I mean, yeah. So there's that. There's that little sprinkle of joy. Um, But yeah, it's February and we can actually now start living our authentic lives. I feel like instead of having to like live up to all of this like new year, new me bullshit, like as much as that's great and as much as it's wonderful to put out intention and thought and goals, that's great if you're going to stick to them. But now I feel like we can like loosen our collars and breathe a little bit. I don't want to have to be getting on Instagram and seeing a million things about what all of the you know new year you know new year. I'm just I'm, I'm good I'm glad that we've all gotten it out of our systems um and now we can just now now the real shit can start but Valentine's Day Valentine's Day and, and, and am I going to be celebrating you know I will be celebrating in spirit I will not be personally celebrating um now that I am just just waving my single flag which I actually there is something that I would love more than ever for Valentine's Day that I actually saw an article for. And Olive Garden is actually legitimately having breadstick bouquets that you can order. And honestly, nothing sounds more phenomenal than receiving a bouquet of Olive Garden breadsticks. There is a a spiritual thing that happens to me when I eat these breadsticks. And I've honestly, I have had to come down on myself now when I have Olive Garden. Um, because when I would eat Olive Garden breadsticks, I would not even li- like not lying. I would eat at least like ten or twelve, and then completely be have to be rolled out of there by wheelchaired out of Olive Garden. Not actually, but honestly, it probably would have been a lot better. But isn't that crazy? So yeah, if there's any um, if there's any gentleman callers out there who would like to send me a bouquet of Olive Garden breadsticks, I would gladly take ten. I'd gladly take ten. Um, you know, so Valentine's Day is something that I'm, I'm all for it. You know, I'm all for Valentine's Day. I'm all for somebody or people or whoever or significant others want to shower their person with extra love on a day. And I know everyone's always like, well, we shouldn't do it every day. Okay, just shut up. Shut up. Stop always having to go against the grain, people. Sometimes you got to go with the grain. Sometimes it's okay to be a basic bitch. And this basic bitch enjoys Valentine's Day. Now, thinking back on my Valentine's Day, I'm not really sure if I've ever had a grandioso Valentine's Day. I'm not saying that every Valentine's Day has to be a grand event, but, you know, I feel like there's sometimes a little effort that should be put into them. I've had I've had good ones, um, but I always feel it's like, I don't know, like maybe just maybe one day I'm putting that out in the universe. Maybe one day I'll have a Valentine's day where I'm surprised and taken out to dinner. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. That's never happened. Um, wild, right? Wild. But yeah, I'm so, I'm someone who's for Valentine's day. You know what? So what if it's a Hallmark holiday or whatever the other thing people, you know, complain about when they bitch about it? 
I think it's great. If you want to, like I said, shower your significant other or do something or eat candy or not eat candy or get him a card or get him flowers or send him flowers to work, whatever, who cares? It's fun. You know, it's something that it's a holiday. It gives us something to look forward to. And you know what? It's not hurting anyone. It really isn't. I Okay, I actually just saw this and honestly, good friggin' riddance. So Neko is out of business, which I honestly did not know and really didn't care, but I do care about this. They're the ones who make the little nasty ass conversation hearts, the Valentine's Day conversation hearts. I don't care who you are. I, I, I don't, I don't. It's one thing that I struggle with as a person. I have tried to eat those things numerous times. I think they taste absolutely disgusting. Literally are the worst candy on the face of the planet are those Valentine's Day conversation hearts. Seriously. I don't even, I can't, I think I like have tried to like gag one down and like you try to like them. Does anyone actually really like those? They're just, they're absolutely disgusting. Literally the thought of them, the chalkiness of them, everything about them just makes me gag. And you know what? Good. Good for no more. If you want some good, nice Valentine's Day candy, let's 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 get stocked up on those Reese's, right? Those holiday Reese's that come out. I don't know what it is about a holiday Reese. The ratios of a holiday Reese is something of like a transcendental magical experience that happens where you can eat literally like 27 of them. I don't know what it is with me and just outing myself on my eating habits with breadsticks and and holiday Reese's but holiday Reese's are legit so take that Neko conversation hearts but so yeah so Valentine's Day wonderful beautiful great um some people I mean for me you know I've this was going to be an episode where I was just going to come on and just kind of do as I always do and I feel like I always have to like say it because sometimes I feel like talking about things that are not so comfortable make people uncomfortable and I've always promised myself and I've promised anyone listening to my podcast that you were going to always get just you're going to get my truth you were going to get my truth and you were going to get my story whatever that is whatever that was that's what I was going to speak so for me you know I am just still trying to find my way still kind of still kind of um trying to navigate through this thing that we call life and especially after having big life changes I I you know that's been a big theme on my podcast recently and because you know what it is my truth it is my life I've had big altering life changes happen to me um at the age of 27, where it's completely changed my plan. It's completely changed my path. And here I am, 27, single, which is young. I, I, I realize saying that is young. Um, now, to some people, I, I am somebody who looks at my age and I'm like, I am, I'm, it's, it's young. I am young. I am not someone who's like, my life is over. However, you know, I am still now navigating, okay, I'm, for somebody like myself who I feel like I've had a lot of I've had a lot of start overs or I've had a lot of change. I've 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 had a lot of directional change, path change in my life, if that even makes sense. You know, I've I've moved around. I have started and completely changed careers multiple times. Um, 
because I'm someone who just doesn't, if I'm not happy, I make moves. That's just who I am. And that might be risky and that might always lead me to these start overs or these new, or these new, um, you know, starting fresh. I don't even know how really to like, how else to say it. Yeah. I mean, so here I am, you know, you, some, and I know I'm not the only one out there who's, you know, experiencing or has experienced this, but you know, you go so long imagining and working and thinking that your life is going to be one way. And then one day it just up and changes and it completely flips the script on you. And it's like script, the script flips the script and you're left hanging high and dry, having to navigate your way and now figure out what you want, what makes you happy. You know, here I am, I'm coming up on this beautiful Valentine's Day. Um, and actually, I'm, 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 I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. And just a little bit of background. I just kind of always want to bring people, if anyone's listening for the first time, hi, welcome to the show. Um, but I always kind of just like to do a little bit of touch on me and touch on what I'm going through and bring it to the forefront in hopes that maybe somebody will, um, somebody will find something that they can grab onto, something that they're, that resonates with them. Um, so yeah, I'm, you know, coming up on this Valentine's Day is freshly single. Um, you know, it, it is my truth and I'm living with it. I'm living with it and I am trying to turn perspective every single day and trying to, you know, one day when you think you're going to get married and, you know, start, you know, what, whatever's after that sort of family. And then, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's, it's different. And, um, like I said, I am trying and waking up every day and doing the best that I possibly can do. And I think that's all that we, that's all that we actually can do, um, is wake up every day and just do the best thing that we can do and put one foot in front of the other. Um, you know, because there's going to be moments where you're not yourself and there's going to be moments where you're not feeling yourself or you're feeling like, you know, at least for me recently, I've been experiencing high volume, high massive volume of anxiety, which is something that I already experience on a day basis. I'm somebody who has struggled with that for my entire life. Um, so I'm very, you know, I'm very open about that. And it is a different life that I live with that. And I, I, and I know that other people who have that will understand. Um, so everything is very heightened with me right now. You know, feelings are very heightened and are very intense and very heavy right now because that's, guess what people, that's my truth, you know? And I'm, we have to speak our truth. We have to speak our truth. We have to be honest with ourselves, where we are in our lives, what we're doing, you know, it's, and I've realized that not doing that. And so, for instance, for me, recently, I've been finding myself trying to just be on and good and go and go and positive every single moment of every single day, trying to, you know, suppress, you know, feelings that I'm having of scared, of fear. You know, I'm scared. I don't know where my life's going. I don't know really what I'm doing right now. You know, I'm waking up. I'm going to work. I'm, I'm in being a productive member of, you know, of society. I've actually recently, you know, I'll be open and honest without it. I've I'm got, I'm getting back on my medication and I've gone, I'm very open about it. I've gone off and on medication for, for years for anxiety and depression. Um, 
you know, it's just, once again, I'm not embarrassed about it. It just is something that is, um, you know, that doesn't define me in any way. It's just something that I happen to just, you know, kind of struggle, not kind of, <laughs> really, um, you know, that's just part of my life. And that's something that, you know, anywho, so, you know, everything right now for me is just, it's new. It's new. And um, yeah, so I just am trying, you know, just trying to balance everything every day and trying to, you know, find out again what, you know, what makes me happy. You know, I'm really trying to find and trying to implement and trying to get in a new routine. And it's, and it's taking me some time, you know, I've, it's, it's not been very long since I've been out of my, out of my relationship. And it's, you know, time is, time has passed. Um, it still is very fresh. So, you know, as I am, I, I like had a moment the other day where I was, because like I do this and I don't even care because it is what I, I've, I've said it before. <laughs> I've said it before. I'll say it again. I am somebody who will talk out loud to myself. It helps me. It helps me bring myself down. And I know that kind of sounds, it might sound kooky. And if it sounds kooky, I'm sure. But there's a lot of people who do it. Trust me. Um, it helps me get things out get thoughts that are happening in my head out of my head and into space and make them and get them out and free myself of them. It was, this was happening to me. And I, over the weekend, I was, I like exploded. I was suppressing. I, I, I try to suppress and I try, um, to just seem like everything is going really well all the time. And you know what the truth of the matter is, is that there's going to be days where we're not okay. There's going to be days, I repeat, that we are not okay. And guess what? That is okay. You do not have to be this person, this on. And, and, and you know what I'm realizing more and more so that it's like, okay, for instance, you know, good old Justin Bieber. He's checking himself. He's getting help for depression. And he it's it was in the tabloids. He's open about it. And honestly, poor guy think about growing up and that's a whole different story I'm just saying like it's it's affecting everyone it's not just affecting you know people everyone is affected by it all different kinds of people people who are of stature like Justin Bieber um and really what my what it was going with there is that like it's I'm finding that more so just by talking with people in my life listening to their stories and their experiences really much is that we're all going through the same shit. Like everyone, and I have a dog who's non hard on a bone right now. So if you're getting any kind of weird sounds in the background, it's, that's, that's what's, that's what's happening over here. Um, poor guy is working out some, some aggression on the bone or stress. Um, we're all going through shit. And I think sometimes I forget that, you know, and I, I and I feel like sometimes I feel isolated and alone. And I know that I'm probably, you know, I know I'm not the only one who feels that way. Um, but we're all going through shit. And I think what it comes down to at the end of the day is just some people know how to look like they're not going through shit better than others. Seriously, I, I am such... I'm really starting to kind of grasp that. Now, once again, I say that and then I I will go and I will experience. I'm human. I will experience days where I'm like, oh, my God. And, you know, like, man, am I the am I the only, you know, am I the only one? 
which to that I reply, no, you were not. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of just, I, you know, like I said, I've always wanted to come on and be real and be honest and be upfront and hoping that me putting this out there, like I said, if, if, it, if it helps somebody relate and feel something like they're not alone, then that is 100% um, makes me happy. Um, makes me happy because we are not and that is one of the biggest things I wanted to talk about on this episode was just making sure that you are speaking your truth and making sure that you are not um, in any way shape or form keeping things in keeping things inside Um, talk to somebody who you know and and this doesn't have to be this doesn't have to be super super serious too I just I just feel like we're we live in such an isolated world now with our phones and with we are constantly like for instance so okay this is a great example I was scrolling through Instagram and came across Stormy Webster's first birthday which by the way is absolutely insane Stormy Webster is Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott's baby adorable cute little baby um she is she's one she just turned one she just had her first birthday party this past weekend for anyone who didn't know and it was Stormy World, which is a nice nod to her um, to her father's first album, Astro World, I believe, is Travis Scott's first studio album. Um, I'm not a pro, but I believe that that is a fact. So scrolling through this and seeing this one-year-old's birthday party, I mean, guys, it was crazy. It was literally like... It was so it was just like the cover. So the cover of Travis Scott is Astro World. It's literally his face like big, like a like the big old fashioned carnival entrance. It's his face and his mouth and you enter in through his mouth. That's what her birthday. So that's the entrance of this birthday party. And I'm scrolling through and I'm and I'm looking at these um, these pictures of this one year old's birthday party. And you walk through, you walk in, and they had like interactive storm and lightning and thunder on the on as you're walking in. And then you walk in, and there's literally rides and swings and carousels. And she had her own merch, and it was like it was absolutely crazy. I mean, literally being there would probably be super freaking dope. And then at the same time, I'm scrolling through this. I'm like, oh my god, here I am scrolling through Instagram, looking at Kylie Jenner's one-year-old which don't trust me I love my this is my some of my favorite pastime this is some of my escape is watching this but then at the same time we also I think are now getting so much we're getting content overload all the time we are getting content overload all the time from all angles whether it's from a 70 million bajillion things to watch on Netflix from 70 million things scrolling through your Instagram and looking at literally every single contrived um, cultivated picture that is a highlight reel Um, you know whether it's on Facebook or whether it's this or that I mean we are literally I we are in our we are in tech we are in comparison mode And it's weird because I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, kids growing up now, they know nothing else. It is literally a world. um, And I'm not trying to be like, it's a world of this and that bad. It, you know, there's, there's, there's 
two sides, obviously, you know, and I'm someone, God, I'm someone who lives for pop culture, who lives for this content, who lives for this shit, who literally cares about things that I probably should not care about, like whose babies or what is Snooki's kids doing or whatever. But at the same time, you know, when we're also, you know, dealing with actual real life shit, which I know these people are dealing with real life shit, too. However, it seems a little a little bit far from it when we're scrolling through and watching um, Stormy open, you know, a Gucci uh, or a a Chanel purse from DJ Khaled. I mean, it's it's nuts. It's nuts, people. So, yeah, I mean, seriously, if you scroll through these pictures and you're looking at this one year old's birthday party, you're like, what is what is my life right now? What is my life? God. But but see, like, it's just so. We are, we're surrounded. So we have to, we have to know and we have to make sure that we're still understanding and still, because sometimes, sometimes I forget. Sometimes I don't know anything other than living this, living every day to day and looking at everything else and then looking at what I have and like not being okay with it. I am and I feel like we're all going to have to this is something that everyone is is going through right now. This is this time of this media, of this media overload, of this content overload. I I will say that till I'm blue in the face. Um so it makes sometimes it makes things a little bit harder. Sometimes it makes healing or just sometimes it just makes shit hard, you know? I don't know. I'm I'm just I once again I am holding my hands in the air and I'm speaking my truth and I just you know for me there's something this is this is you know this is another big truth thing that I had to realize you know there is no timeline for any kind of healing that you're going through in your life there is no timeline I'm trying to put timelines on myself you know and here and I'm and I am I'm putting myself out in the dating world which don't even get me started about that Striking up a conversation for the first time is literally one of the hardest things to do ever. And I'm actually somebody who can talk a lot. Ergo this podcast. Ergo talking to myself for an hour on this podcast. Ergo talking to myself off of this podcast. But like, talking to people or talking to guys. Guys, I love you. But having that first initial you know what I'm talking about that first initial conversation like when you're talking to somebody and it's like every single thing you have to type out you have to think about because you know you're trying you know you're trying but you're not trying you're trying to sound interested you're trying to ask questions but not too many questions you don't want to seem too interested and you know it's like it's like don't play games and it's not like I'm you know I'm not playing games it's just it is a it is something that is difficult. <laughs> and it is something where I have, but then I also too realized, I was like, you know what? This is bullshit. If I'm not, if this isn't going anywhere and I'm just trying and like, and I've really like toned back and not trying, you know, I would say probably in, in my younger years, you know, I, I would, I look back and there's things that I know that are probably do not come off. Is just as, eh. I don't know what I'm trying to say and if I really even want to go down that route. You know, I think it's like a younger age. Like, I think I have did things that were definitely, like, a little too much. Um, so I'm trying to just take this new – okay, my dog right now, I do have to say this. I have a very um, – I have a very emotionally 
um, dependent animal. I am going in a completely left field, but just go with me, people. And I don't, I, I just, I have an animal who I think has more, and I've said this before, I think he has more anxiety than I do. <laughs> this dog literally is staring at me right now because he is so sad that I am doing this podcast and I'm not paying attention to him. Like he will literally, he looks, it's like they look at you with these eyes. They look at you with these eyes, these so, and like I have my dog, he's, he's half English bulldog and half beagle. And he has a very, a bulldoggy, a mixed face, but he has, he's definitely like the look of a bulldog. So he literally looks sad all the time anyway. So I already think he's sad, but then on top of actually like his expression and his eyes, ugh, don't you just, I mean, pet guilt is a thing. Pets inflect, inflict guilt. And honestly, I can't handle it sometimes. And this is what I'm dealing with right now. Um, I don't even, I probably should not have gone on that rant because I, I've, I've was on a tangent. I, I was going on a tangent and I, and I, and I do apologize. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't apologize because you know what? It is what it is. So yeah, we were talking about that, talking about Stormy's birthday and just all of that. Um, so I, I just, I just feel like this is a conversation that needs to be had more times than not. Um, you know, talking about social pressures and talking about how we're, how we're coping because the more and more that we go on, the more and more that we are, we are disconnecting from one another. And I know that that sounds so like old hokey pokey, but I mean, it's, it's true. It's, it's, it's true. And it's honest. We are, we're slowly slipping away from each other and we're slowly slipping more and more into every day, into our phones, into our apps, into something. And, and, and I mean, at the same time, it's this battle, right? Because I love how I have all this content at my fingertips. I love for somebody who loves to know things annoyingly and to like know, know about this and to know about that and know about this and what's coming out of here. I love having that. I love having this content on my fingertips, but um, it, I mean, it is, a, I mean, I struggle with it. I, I go back and forth with it. Um, so yeah, that's my, that's my rant about that. I just feel like I really needed to come on here and say, so you know what? Here we are, here I am. And I am just like I said, we will move on and we do what, and do what we can. And I'm going to keep doing, keep doing my thing and keep doing this podcast and keep updating and talking about what I'm experiencing and how I'm going through my life. And, that's just that. So speaking of that, um, let's let's um, chit chat. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, I was talking about dating and how I've, you know, I've been off and on. I've been off and on like I've, I've I always have a, like a group of people that I'm kind of talking to and I've kind of started I've I have not gone another date since the since the first date. Um, There was going to be something and I just ugh, it's. It's like a second job. It really, it really, truly is like a second job. Um, so I just do, I also want to touch on, um, I'm just going to do a quick, hard jump, quick, hard jump. So my opinion on the Super Bowl performance, Adam Levine, you know what? Here's, here's the thing. I can get down to some Maroon 5 songs. When I heard Maroon 5 was going to be the Super Bowl, I was kind of like, um, and I think I've talked about it on here before. And I was, okay, like, yeah, they have a lot of hits, but mm, you know, and everyone was saying how the Super Bowl was boring. I think I probably said the Super Bowl was boring just because nothing really actually happened that we qualify as exciting in our minds. Um, 
And I don't really give a shit about sports, so I'm not even going to go into that. But as far as Maroon 5, they came on, they performed, everyone sang along. Um, Adam Levine took his shirt off, which don't even, oh my God. And then people started talking about how it was, it's not fair that he can show his nipples, but Janet Jackson couldn't. Okay, I read that and I about, that was one of the days where I about just threw my phone at the ground and didn't care if it shattered into pieces. Like, seriously? Seriously. Okay, so here's the thing. I, going out on a limb here and saying this, this has nothing to do with equality. This has what is is been just set in stone with what is socially acceptable and what is not. For some reason, it is socially acceptable for men to show their nipples and for women not because it has been sexualized for women. Okay, and that's not... That's not Adam Levine's fault. That's not anyone's fault. That is literally just the way that things have been set. So I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but we can't come out and say, well, Adam Levine, it's not, you know, well, yeah, but like, it's like, it's, it's been, it's been a different thing. So it still is a different thing at this point until there's other changes made. So like, I just, I saw that and about literally was like, this is it. Sign me up. Take me out back. I can't read articles like this anymore. Terrible. I know, but true. So you know what? Adam Levine and then Travis Scott did his little thing, which whatever. And then Big Boy came out. I saw the tweet that said this 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 halftime show would be lit in 03. And I was like, you know what? So right. It was, it was what it was. And it was safe. And that's exactly what the NFL wanted. They wanted safe. They didn't want controversy. And that's what they got, people. That is what they got. Um... Speaking of controversy, so the Grammys, the Grammys were this past this past weekend, um, and I was very much into them, as I love to do a live story every now and then. I was live storying the Grammys, so um, if you don't follow me on Instagram, you probably should because sometimes I do live stuff, and maybe I don't know. People tell me it's I've been told it's funny. What? Who do I? What do I know? I mean, yeah, I do think I'm. I just. Oh, God, sometimes I annoy myself. Anyways, um, so the Grammys, and here we are. We have Ariana Grande having, like, the biggest year ever and then decides she's not going to go to the Grammys. But apparently it comes out that there was some kind of disagreements with one of the main executive producers. Um, they couldn't come on agreements of what she was going to perform. They didn't want her to perform um, something from – she wanted to perform something from Thank You Next, from Seven Rings or whatever the – and. They said, no, that's not what you're nominated for. That's not what you're going to perform. And she was like, I'm not, I'm going to, I just put out new music and see this. I think this is a struggle with a lot of the artists. Um, You know, like I just put out new music. I like, obviously I'm up for this, but I'm, that was then, that was then, this is now people are still going to, you know, it's so anyways, that's why she didn't go. Um, And then she was all over Instagram, which I would have been too, just posing in her dress, which was absolutely stunning um but that was that was the tea that was the some of the tea as they uh sip in the tea for the grammys and then actually i saw today that Nicki minaj was coming out saying that you know what she's been she's had issues with the same executive producer and had and he's stifled her and stifled her and that's a whole whole other thing about her not winning um ever winning um, rap album and she's been nomi- nominated numerous times and has been a leading a leader in that category um which I do believe Cardi B was Cardi B is the first solo female to win best rap album at the Grammys, which is actually pretty crazy. And as much as I am all for that, because I do believe that we need some kind of, you know, we need some diversity. Um, you know, I was, I'm, 
here I am watching Cardi B and this might be, this might be controversial. I don't know. I don't get it. And I'm all for Bodak Yellow. That was a great song. I'm all for, I just, I, I just feel like we're not seeing anything like Bodak Yellow, I feel like was groundbreaking, but like now I don't feel like we're seeing anything new. Like I'm not seeing anything. I'm just not, I'm not a Cardi B fan. Like I just don't really, I just don't really care. You know, I just don't care. She doesn't, she doesn't really do it for me. And I'm sorry. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, but you know what? The Grammys were actually, you know, the Grammys were good. Honestly, in my book, I don't think anything is ever going to beat Justin Timberlake and Chris Stapleton coming out and just literally lighting everyone's asses on fire and everyone just into it. And I mean, so the Grammys are known for having these really awesome mashups or can have these awesome mashups of, of performers come on. So like for this, we had um, Shawn Mendes. He performed his um, his single In the Blood, Miley Cyrus, which I kind of thought was a cool duo. Um Miley is somebody who I struggle with vocally wise and this is just like this is just me but I I I I get that she has like this very like she's very Dolly-esque I mean Dolly has this voice Dolly Parton has has had a voice that I think and she's she's been this different sound but this older kind of um country this my I don't know I've I've always had I've ever since Miley first came out with like you know, I want to think about you, y'all, hey, y'all, whatever that song is that I just awfully went into a um, outburst. I can't even think about it. But like her first music, even in like Party in the USA, Party in the USA is a straight jam. But like when you're listening to her voice and I've kind of thought the same thing about Taylor Swift, like I'm not blown away by Taylor Swift's voice. I'll say it. I'll go on record saying it. I'm into her music. I'm into her songs, but I'm not as a vocalist. Like, I'll tell you who I'm blown away by. I'm blown away by Demi Lovato. I'm blown away by Christina Aguilera. I'm blown away by Kelly Clarkson's vocals. I'm not blown away by Taylor Swift's vocals. But I don't really know if Taylor Swift is known as a vocalist, as more so she's known as a performer. She's a writer. She's a great writer. Um, But yeah, Miley Cyrus's voice it still is just really pingy, but I think that's her thing. And I think once I accepted that that was her thing, um, I kind of got more on board. But I think that might be people, I mean, I don't know. Miley's a very hot, hot butt. She's a hot button. You either like her or you don't. Um, Childish Gambino um, won, which was awesome. Um, The Shallow, let's just talk. Okay, so let's talk about what everyone wants to talk about. Let's talk about Lady Gaga, okay? First off, I think Lady Gaga came as a more toned down version of Lady Gaga, which I was all about. She was more glam. It wasn't in the past where we've seen these artistic, because that's what she is. She's a very much so a visual, as well as she is a performer and a singer. She is a visual artist. She is, and that's just what she is. And it is what it is. I, I sometimes feel weird like calling people these visual art, but that's but that's what they are. I mean, that's that's essentially what she is with her costumes and her themes and everything. I mean, she constantly brings it. I was really about her, um, really in this glam chic rocker in this beautiful dress. Her makeup was beautiful. Hair was beautiful, simple, down and blonde. Um, but so it shallow did win. It won the she walked out with three Grammys, which is I mean, could, are we all surprised? Shallow is a monster of a song and will continue to be a monster of a song. And I cannot wait to watch Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga perform it live on the Oscars in a couple of weeks. I literally am just that's like I can't I cannot contain myself. I'm so excited. Um, so Lady Gaga performed Shallow by herself. Actually, she performed it 
vocally by herself, but she was surrounded um, with a band. So Mark Ronson was playing. A um, couple of the other guys who helped write the song and write the music, they were playing. And she performed it as this as this rock version of Shallow. And I think a lot of people um, maybe were confused by it. I know that when I was watching it, there was, so for instance, there was a lot of, it was, she's a very dramatic singer. That's just kind of how she is. And that's always been her style. But when you take a song like Shallow that everyone hears and hears on the radio and, you know, solid in the movie, and then you change it on them on the Grammys, I think everyone was kind of like, oh, like what, like what's going on here? Um, this isn't, this isn't what I signed up for. There was a lot of headbanging, um, a lot of headbanging, which you know, this is coming from somebody who watching it, I love her. So I was like, I was, I was there, I was there for it. But at the same time, you know, you're kind of like, ah. I'm like, oh, I know people are going to think this is bizarre. And some of it was the, the ending, which actually turned into like a huge meme. The whole, so when the, when the song ended for anyone who didn't watch, she had a, she had a mic stand and literally like flipped the mic stand up and was like held it and just froze and then was staring into the camera with one eye, um, what seemed like forever. And then they panned away, but that actually turned, it turned into a really funny meme that I was actually like reading through on Buzzfeed and looking at all of the tweets that people had used that picture. Like some, the one that was, I was like, God, this is so relatable was like, how I look when I'm looking in the oven or like what my food sees when I'm looking in the oven. I was like, that is really good. Um, there were some other ones, but so, you know, final thoughts on the Lady Gaga performance, guys, I don't expect, and here, look at me. Like I'm like, like I'm talking to people like guys, guys, trust me. I realize sometimes that anyways, <laughs> any, anywho, I final thoughts on Lady Gaga. She's Lady Gaga. She's going to do what she does. That's why we love her. She's never she's always unpredictable. And if there's if there's anything that I want to see is somebody who is going to bring it and is going to bring it different and is going to make us talk and is going to make us, you know, going to cause something. Um, so I was all about that. I honestly, I think Alicia Keys, Alicia Keys was the host, which it's like, Ali, where the hell has Alicia Keys been besides on The Voice? She hasn't been anywhere. Um, I really enjoyed her. She was light. She was fresh. She was fun talking about this and the light and the energy and was very, um, was very positive. And I feel like on these award shows, you know, anymore, it's like, we don't want to just let us have our escape, you know, as us, as people, like we love this stuff or we love to escape. Um, we need escape. So please don't bring any, I mean, I know it's also a platform. It's nice to have a host who was light. I think she did great. She also did this performance where she was performing on two pianos, a hand on one, a hand on the other, and was literally playing on dual pianos. She did a bunch of covers, um, which was great. She did a Coldplay cover. Um, she did a Lauren Hill cover. You know, a lot of really, um, I did a lot of known hits and was really cool. So that was a really cool spin on it. Who else? There was the Dolly Parton tribute, which... Once again, God bless. I mean, I love me some working 925. I love me some Dolly. And we had Miley Cyrus come out and sing Jolene, which if I hear Jolene one more time, I'm going to explode, um, which I one of the funniest things I thought about the Dolly Parton um, performance was watching BTS, which is this huge which is this boy band. It's this Asian boy band watching them in the audience have like, tr like they were literally like, 
so like acting so into it but then we're trying their their mouths were they like they had no idea what what they were singing or what the song was I mean there's no way I thought that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen um in my entire life I also have this weird fatuation with BTS I think they are so bizarre I do not understand it um they have like this insane following like this this just batshit crazy fan base that is I mean I guess it's amazing for them but um yeah, very, very, um, very disturbed. Oh, during the Grammys, they did show the first looks of Will Smith as the genie in the live action Aladdin. And you know what? I was like, that's like the one thing that I like peeped up for. Like, I didn't care about anything else, but like I peeped up when I heard him. And it's, it's, he actually looks really cool. They like, he looks like, the, I didn't know how they were going to do it, but it's like him. He's big and he's blue and he has like a Will Smith face, but he's, it's like buffer. And I don't know. I'm kind of excited. I think. Honestly, Aladdin is one that I don't really, I've never really given a, a rat's ass about. I, I, but I definitely think Will's, or Will Smith as the genie could not get more brilliant. I think it's going to be super cool. So I thought, I saw that and that was, that was awesome. Oh, okay. Some other things that I saw. So if Riverdale, I love Riverdale. I'm a big fan of Riverdale. Um, I love dark teen dramas. Who doesn't love a good dark teen drama? And Riverdale actually just released that they are bringing on the heartthrob, Chad Michael Murray, to play the new cult leader, um, one of the new cult villain leaders in Riverdale. So that was a huge announcement, and I, I'm, I'm actually very, very excited. Um, loved, I... I'm actually have to say that I never I did not finish One Tree Hill all the way through. But however, how could you not like Chad Michael Murray? He's just been he's been a heartthrob through and through. But that was a really cool announcement that I saw. I also saw something about rumored that Lost was possibly going to get a reboot. And I just have to say that if Lost gets a reboot, I'm out. Check me. Sign me out. I signed my life away to Lost for way too long, for way too long to get zero answers. And I don't know if I could possibly emotionally go through another Lost. I saw that. That was confusing. I was confused by that. I let's see what else let's um talk about some Netflix Netflix what have I been on to I finished Russian Doll which was the new one of the new Netflix series um starring the chick from I feel bad I don't I don't know her name so I um apologies but she is one of the main characters from Orange is the New Black she plays Nikki in Orange is the New Black and it's so essentially it's a I would say it's a dark comedy um, and it is the storyline of she is reliving her 36th birthday over and over and over again um, and why and how and who she finds along the way. Um, so I, I enjoyed it. I actually really liked it. The episodes were shorter, like 30 minutes, um, which I always think is a nice, fresh kind of switch up. I was I did start the assassination of Gianni Versace because I wanted to see Darren Chris, who is known for being in Glee, knowing known for playing Blaine, the warbler, the 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 amazingly beautifully songbird of Glee and watching him play um, Andrew Mc... Oh, gosh, what's his name? I like... I sometimes feel weird searching things. Oh, Andrew Cunanan, who was the, who was, uh, the guy who shot and killed um, Gianni Versace and also killed, I believe, three or four other men. He killed at least five people, including fashion designer Gianni Versace. So... Watching him play this character, which I've talked about it on previous podcasts, he like swept all of the awards that he was nominated for. Great, amazing, super dark show. So I needed a little switch up. So I did finish Russian Doll. 
Um, that was on my plate. And then I don't think I've started. I started um, the show Sex Education on Netflix, but I haven't really gotten too deep into that. I honestly am ready to start some new shows. I'm honestly ready for Game of Thrones. I'm just, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing all these, these videos. I'm tired of seeing all these posts. I'm just, I'm ready. I'm ready. I know other people are ready. Oh gosh, guys, I feel like we've just, I feel like I've kind of gone on multiple journeys here. And, um, so, Oh, oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. This was just released today. So for any of you crew or crew, <laughs> for any of you true crime junkies, so the new Hulu original show called The Act, it is going to be a true crime anthology. So almost kind of like what Ryan Murphy is doing with um, American Crime Story, how the first season was OJ Simpson. The second one was the assassination of Gianni Versace. So this one, um, Hulu's kind of doing their own. And I did mention this before because this is one of my favorite documentaries that I have ever watched in my entire life. It is one of the creepiest, most insane documentaries. It's called Mommy Dead and Dearest. It's on HBO. I believe it should be on. Um, you might be able to find it other places. But it it is the story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard, who is a, a very sick little girl, or seemingly so sick little girl, and her mother, um, Dee Dee Blanchard. And the mother, Dee Dee, ends up murdered and gypsy rose who is been in a wheelchair her whole life is nowhere to be found that is just a little a little tip of the iceberg to get you into so they are going to be doing this show so based on the true story they're going to be doing a show with actors so um it's joey king who she's younger she's going to be playing gypsy rose blanchard um and i do believe it was patricia arquette who is playing Dee Dee Blanchard. They just released that trailer, which I had heard they were doing this a while ago, and I believe I've talked about it on a previous podcast. It has released. It is coming to Hulu. Um, so go watch that trailer if you're into true crime. I highly recommend it. I think it's going to be amazing. Definitely watch the actual documentary with real footage and all of the family um, before we start the act. So go watch Mommy Dead and Dearest. It is one of the best true crime documentaries I have ever seen in my entire life. Okay, so I think I'm going to wrap it up with that. Um, you know, final thoughts for this for this podcast. I think I just really wanted to emphasize on speaking truth and not being afraid and not, not being afraid to not be okay sometimes because um, I struggle with that myself. I feel like, I'm, you know, I'm going to disappoint people. Or I'm not going, you know, I'm not living to my fullest potential if there's days where I'm not okay. Um, and just know that if you're not feeling okay every day, that we're all feeling not okay every day. Um, and that's okay. Um, that's just really what I wanted to, I, I, I just wanted that message just to ring. And I hope it does. And Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Mad Yet Mighty. There is more things on the horizon. I have ideas. I have thoughts. I have plans for this podcast. I am human, and I will say that there are things that scare me. And I've sometimes in the past have been known to run away from things that scare me. And I'm sick and tired of doing that. And you should, if you do the same thing, do not run away from things that scare us. So I'm, 
I am hopeful. I am grateful. I am thankful for anyone who is tuning in, who does tune in, who enjoys listening. It really, truly means a lot to me if we're just, you know, we're having a moment here. So thank you so much for listening. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at at Meg Kelsip, M-E-G-K-E-L-C-I-P. Sometimes I post punny stories if you, you know, want to keep along with that. And this has been, this has been great. And I will talk to you next time. Oh,